Hello everyone this is Ashish welcome back to our podcast and today is a special day the book is finally being released today at least on the day it is being recorded i'm planning to do a live one as well and uh, it will be done by the time this video or podcast comes out it it feels really good like the 5 years of work finally in my hands feels good and uh, i have been through stages where i almost don't like doing it like i don't like working on this book because i have redrafted it 12 times and since the sixth time i was saying this is the last one and then there's a seven draft and then there's an eight draft and then there's a 12 draft when the book is getting published and uh, of course the final version you have to go through it again and at that stage also you're finding errors and you're working at it it's a extremely patience inclusive process writing a book and uh, i would i would imagine that is the way any other creative aspect of uh, any other creative activity works now say other than painting i would say but also like i would say painters would be again and again giving the final touch or oh, this is not perfect and then i'm sure that movie producers must be going through this that oh there's some loophole over here like i'm pretty sure that all the loopholes that you found in movies the directors and the producers probably found it first <laughs> because they're the people who have gone through it a dozen times and uh, there were few loopholes in this story as well the boy who did not sign and uh, like the last draft that i did i think it was the 12th one and i did kind of eliminate it and uh, even after that there was like one oh it's it's kind of a loophole but uh, there's an explanation that i can give anyway so it's fine let it go out so now we're like very minor one. i bet that uh, less than 1% of people are going to find out about it but anyways i want to talk about that particular patience aspect i do not want to talk completely about the book because i already did the live version that came out on 15th august which is also if you do not know the release date of the book which is also if you do not know the independence day of the country which you did know if you were indian at least but also which you do not know most likely is the birthday of indian space research organization and that is why it was extremely important for me to release this book on that particular day i mean the book could have been released a month ago as well but that particular day is important when it goes down in the history books 15th august should be the release day of the boy who did not sign all right anyways don't want to talk more about the book but i want to talk about the patience aspect and that maybe i will be able to talk about my journey of becoming a writer and how it tested my patience to the point that i wanted to quit a lot of times but also it's always like a mental tussle that you go through i would also like to talk about like the patience aspect that was tested of mine during the preparation to become a scientist at indian space research organization the same thing was tested again and again to run my own podcast 
and to literally anything that I'm proud of that I was able to do. And this is one aspect which is kind of dying with the immediate results that we are having in our society today. I mean, look at the social media influencers and the celebrities that you see around you. They all got hit and famous because of that one thing that they did. Like, look at Kim Kardashian. I don't even want to get into what made her famous. But if you know, that was just one thing <laughs> that made her famous. And even to a huge ex extent, uh, you can look at all the different things that we are crediting these days like what is your value until unless there are thousand people liking it and and praising it on social media even to the lowest scale if you get a job amazing job let us say you got a job on google in google and uh, you're not happy until unless you post it on linkedin or instagram and there are like hundreds of people saying oh you did great and uh, those are like just instant rewards so people are just going towards that final instant gratification rather than it used to be a time where like people literally had to go to war <laughs> fight for like three to four years come back and they have established their name in the society or you had to build a company live for years without any appreciation and then you have built something and that had some value and uh, nowadays why would someone go and uh, be in the shadows under the tunnels write a book for five years when i could get much more appreciation money and value in all the aspects just by making youtube videos but i think the longer it takes for you to achieve something, the longer it lasts. That value is going to last. And that is something which is, again, a vision that people are losing over time. That, okay, you got it instantly, but it vanishes instantly as well. Why do you think so many celebrities keep on doing crazier and crazier stuff? Because whatever crazy they did, it loses its essence as quickly as it got, it got its essence. So there are a few things which requires patience, persistence and consistency which will be much more long-lasting and that's what I'm going to talk about today and what are the, the actual input that you have to do while you are at it. So let's get into the whole writing process. I'm going to get into... Uh, my preparation for ISRA as well and same goes with establishing a podcast without ever trying to make a clickbait without ever trying to get instant views and because of that I've established an audience which is ready to join me in my seminars all across the country which is kind of commendable if you look at the views that I get it's like barely reaching 10,000 but when I'm doing seminars or across India there are always people ready to join in person that's something physical that I created and that's only because of the value that I add and these things takes time right but sooner or later it's going to happen okay now what do I mean 
by building something consistently for a long time and let's take an example of developing my speaking skills now i say these things because like i said i've seen this happening in my life over and over again now when it comes to speaking skills i grew up in a city of ranchi in jharkhand my mother tongue is hindi but i was plunged into an education system highly biased towards english i was already looking at a job scenario where english is the professional language that everybody is speaking i knew very quickly that if i want to develop a good career i have to become good at spoken english on top of my background on top of the small city that i come from i was an introvert and as an introvert not only english i wouldn't talk much in hindi either so in general my tongue and throat is not used as much kind of the reason why i turned out to become a writer is because i was an introvert and i would rather prefer to be lost in my philosophies and my ideas think about things rather than just uh, socialize more which has a value obviously and i talk about it all the time but also being an introvert improving communication skills have been tough but i use the same philosophy that i used over and over again and before getting into communication skills and improving my communication skills i was first introduced to it through martial arts if you do not know i got into martial arts at the age of 8 and at the age of 8 i decided to join a karate class that was the only option i had the only way i saw which would help me defend myself against bullies because other than being an introvert i also grew up extremely skinny and you know right now i'm above 6 feet tall but growing up there were taller boys and my height did not pick up until i think the age of 16 so being a smaller guy skinnier guy has its problems you're going to get beat up sooner or later and especially if you're not that good in academics as well so i chose martial arts and that was not the day and age where you could get famous on tiktok thankfully and that was the day and age where people used to respect consistent effort towards something people used to respect skill building and i'm telling you that's being lost every day but the bright side is that if lesser and lesser people are focusing towards long term skill building and consistent effort the ones who are going to do it anyways are going to be valuable whatever is rare is gold and thus if you rarely amongst all the other choose to invest time towards developing some skills for not days not month but years then you are going to be rare as gold and that's what i'm talking about over here at that time i was directly plunged into it because it was necessity i had nothing else to do and it was basically uh, deciding my survival so i chose martial arts from the age of 8 and i continued doing that till the age of 11 that's when i got beat up in a tournament and i was a kid got scared left martial arts walked away but you see when you give up on developing a skill that does not change its requirement so i changed my school 
not because I got beat up, but naturally my parents decided to move to a new place and I joined a new school at the age of six, uh, at the age, what, how age? I was, I think, I don't know, at some age when I was in standard six, do the math, because I'm not, I'm not interested in doing the math right now. I was uh, the age of 16 at 10th standard, so do the whole subtraction thing. But in sixth standard, I joined a new school and new schools comes with new challenges, obviously, because people don't know you and you're still skinny, you're still weak, both physically and academically. And I started to get bullied over there in a new new place, completely new school. So I found out that, hey, I need some strong boys to be my friends who are going to protect me from getting beat up. So that's the first reflex, right? You always look for a solution externally. So I saw some uh, bigger guys and I started to to like uh, do things that would just please them, right? Praise them. That's what human beings do naturally. And I still remember when I got to seventh class, there was this guy, obviously I'm not going to take his name, but he did not look like he should be in seventh class at all. He, sh- he looked like he should be at least in standard 10th. He was big and he was like, even at that time, he was going to gym, <laughs> which was like not that much popular at that time. But uh, not only was he big, he was obsessed about becoming muscular and uh, strong, right? And he was a straight up bully. And he used to sit right behind me. Like, this is a bench and that is his bench. And I was just used to getting <laughs> getting hit all day by this dude who is twice my size who is just uh, practicing his gym routine and strength building on me <laughs> so initially what what people generally do is that uh, they they try to keep bullies happy so that you get up lesser uh, you get beat up lesser and other than what you can do is that find other strong people but then again it's not that another small guy, uh, strong guy is going to fight the guy who is bullying you for no reason i mean they gotta stick together as well so i took this for a year or two and that's when i realized that if i want a solution i should not be looking outside but inside that's when i started to realize that any skill can be developed including self-defense and that's when i started to research and when i was in standard eight that was 2007 2008 time and that's when internet was just popping up and we did not have access to computers at our place but uh, we did have internet cafes in india and i started to do a little bit of research and since i already had like a three-year background in martial arts i started to look into like taekwondo moves karate moves and uh, what i would do is that i would lock myself in a room at my home and I would just rehearse those moves any way possible because my parents would not be sending me to a karate class because 10th board is coming and 10th board is coming two years ago. That's how serious Indian parents are regarding academics. So they all said that once you give the 10th board, we are going to consider sending you to a martial arts class and that's okay that's fine apart from that martial arts class would be costing money i come from below middle class or middle class family so 
300 rupees is a lot for a month every month all right so what i did is that i started to spend time alone and uh, it was horribly difficult man because i still remember i'm just going to uh share one video of me doing a spinning back kick now it might look easy to you but i don't remember how many times i have fallen on my ass trying to do the spinning back kick when i was in class 8 now let's just get down to the numbers i was 14 years old or so 13 to 14 years old i don't remember how many times i fell on my ass and because i was uh, trying to train on my own i started to hurt few parts of my body because i was not having the proper technique because if you do not know if you have to throw a round kick the first thing that you do is lift your knee then turn your hips and then throw a round kick i did not know about the turning your hips part and then i started to strain this this part of your uh, of my uh what do you call it i don't know what you call it but it is basically the connection of uh, your hip bones to uh, your upper thigh obviously i'm not a bio major so don't know the obvious uh i mean appropriate terms all right so that's what i started to do and uh, i did it for 2 years now who is appreciating me locking myself in a room for 1 hour every day trying to rehearse martial art moves nobody right but i did it out of necessity and i also did it because even though nobody else saw this i saw myself growing i still remained very poor academically did not perform very well in any of my examinations still was always on the border of failing a subject or two or sometimes i even failed a subject but when i gave 10th board and that time it was the last year in which 10th board was a thing that to with the change system of cgpa i told my parents like i want to join this karate class and i did and the karate class was also not that close right so i i had to travel at least like half an hour towards that class half an hour back of that class and uh, i was also in iit coaching that i recently joined the year was 2010 and uh, you all know how my iit preparation went but uh, i used to go to a karate class 6 o'clock in the morning and uh, it used to end somewhere around 9 o'clock 9 o'clock to 9:15 i would uh, walk to my iit coaching thankfully the coaching and my karate class was close by and then i would be like just enervated there's no energy left in me and i would be sitting in that class where professors are teaching like calculus which is at a level high enough to be asked questions from in iit je examination so you understand what i'm talking about and i had no energy and also i had not i did not have much interest in cracking that idje examination as well but what was important to me at that time was that i would be able to defend myself and i also remember that when i joined idje coaching there was another set of bullies in my coaching as well and that's what i've seen all my life that there are bigger guys picking on me it's as simple as that and uh, by that time when i was in 11th standard i even remember like hey man you're gonna you're gonna have problems with me we're gonna fight and that's as simple as that and i've had some fights even outside the coaching institute because these people would not just stop picking on me and uh, there was another guy who just 
use slangs and that was also another thing that was that I was terrified of growing up that you can't disrespect my mother or my father man and uh, there are bigger guys who would do that and you're smaller what are you going to do so those are the things that motivated me that I'm going to fight and I still remember there's in in ITJ coaching there was this guy who's again muscular lifted weights and stuff and uh, he just disrespected my mother all right uh, there's a slang that americans use motherfucker all the time um, it doesn't mean shit to americans but it means a whole lot to indians and it meant a lot to me and there was a hindi version of that that he used and i held his neck slammed my knees straight into his solar plexus and that's where he fell down and that's when i started to realize that it took me 4 to 5 years to get to this point where i could stand up for myself and uh, i think that was the beginning of me understanding that real skills takes years of uh, unappreciated effort and i think that was in a very subconscious level that i was learning at that time physical strength or self defense was my priority and later on right after my 12th board when i was 18 when i got into a college i understood that now academic strength is the necessity and i need to start working towards that i did not even think about it this way that any skill requires years and years of unappreciated effort for you to excel at anything but uh, i think subconsciously that's what i kept on doing because when i started studying so right now I'm good at martial arts right I have like uh, years and years of martial arts under my belt and at that time I was already like a brown belt right Bra- either purple white or brown belt I was still not a black belt at the age of 18 and uh, I continued on doing my martial arts because I wanted a black belt I took one or two years more for me to get a black belt but at that time my requirement was that I need to sk- excel in academics and now looking back in retro perspective that this is the same philosophy that i used over there so when i started studying since i had uh, no experience just to refresh your memory in 12th board i had 65 percentage of marks in physics chemistry and mathematics i had 53 marks in mathematics and 61 marks in physics and uh, you know in 12th board it takes literally nothing to get that much marks like just study one day or two days before the board's examination at least if you do that you're going to get that much and that's all i did but in college when i understood that i have to develop a skill in engineering and i have to excel in academics i started to realize few things that it's kind of impossible for me to score good marks in academics and uh, that's happened when i started giving the midterms so you know generally uh, there's a midterm and there's a finals right so when i gave the first midterms that was two months into my first semester those two months i already was struggling extremely hard so i got into my college in june 2012 and from that to august 2012 I studied very hard because I un- understood initially itself that if I am going to have a good professional life if I am going to have a career I need to start studying and uh, I started working hard so I started I kept working hard for 
two months and the first midterm i scored horribly like it's it was below average performance even people who did not study anything performed better than me because they had like 18 years of experience of excelling in academics right and uh, i did not know or pay attention towards all these things but one thing that i remember is that i just need to keep on going because what i performed in my high school was still worse than what i'm getting in the midterm and i think subconsciously i applied the same concept that hey listen i used to be very weak physically as well once and then it took me six years to reach to that point where i'm confident about my physique and i'm confident about defending myself so this is nothing this is just two months right so i need to just keep on going and then i gave finals and out of six subjects i topped all the six subjects that's it it's as simple as that uh, most people give up at that midterms point that midterm where they worked very hard did not see the results let's quit i'm not just good enough this is not my cup of tea that's what most people are going to say and uh, that's what i did not do and i think the reason behind that was martial arts and uh, what what i want you to understand is that martial arts or any kind of physical activity or sports does a great job of explaining these concepts to you physically because we at the end of the day understand struggle and achievements or triumph physically the best like you understand a country won a war because it was a physical struggle you don't understand cold war well right but you all understand world war 2 well you understand that there was a fight there were people dying this was a physical struggle and uh, in a similar manner kind of the reason why you appreciate sportsmen so much you appreciate physical activities physical victories so much especially like fighting activities like wrestling boxing these things you understand because you are literally seeing people fighting for what they want and uh, we do that every day in everything that we choose to do across the day across the months across the years across your life but that is very intangible you don't pay attention towards that as much but that's happening but those people who come from that physical activity background they apply the same concept on the mental aspect as well and that's when they excel at both and uh, the best part about these things is that physical and mental aspects are very much interrelated so uh if what i'm trying to say is that if you are physically very fit your mind will be able to give higher output which is going to ultimately get you more resources because in today's day and age we don't live in a world where physical strength is the highest value the highest value would be your mental strength right and that's actually fair for a lot of reasons that is why today women can compete with men in today's world because ultimately uh, the mental skills are more valuable so mental skills are ultimately going to get you more resources which comes with uh, sometimes time sometimes money for example if you have accumulated a lot of money you have basically accumulated a lot of time and that time can be invested towards growing much just like you would invest money to get more money right if you invest money to a right place you will multiply that money in years to come in a similar manner if you invest your time towards something that will ultimately give you more time maybe i'll touch upon this concept some some other day
But getting back to that uh, consistent effort for a long period of time, uh, this is something that uh, people in general do not understand because uh, if someone gives a pat on your back, then you're like, oh, I'm doing good. If someone says that you're not doing good and you're like, now you're doubting yourself, right? So that's what you need to understand that you should not have external sources or you should not need external sources to tell you anything. And this whole idea came from uh, one of the guys who joined my Delhi seminar just two days ago. Uh, he did not ask this question all across the seminar, otherwise it would be recorded. He asked me after the seminar. And uh, what he said is that he's right now working in corporate sector. And what he said is that, see, this is the world where networking is very important. Contacts is very important. Uh, but unfortunately, my boss is or my senior. So he just started his corporate life, I think, a year ago. So he's obviously at the bottom of the food chain, right? So he says that to socialize more, uh, I will have to invest a lot more time with others. And a lot of times that also comes with... Uh, going out drinking, joining for parties and uh, to a huge extent a lot of times it also ends up with like doing drugs and that's the reality and especially you'll see this happening so much in the entertainment industry like actors, models, musicians their whole industry is all about contacts right you do not see <laughs> models giving like competitive examinations to become a model or actors getting a role because of some exam or yeah there is an audition but we know we all know how that works so it's all about networking and communication and that's why a lot of times these industries are so dark and corrupt in a lot of places if you see that in a lower uh, or a dimmer light happening in the corporate world what the guy is saying that I have to socialize and uh, you're talking about cities like Delhi, Mumbai, Gurgaon and all. You have to go out for parties on the weekends. Then, okay, you just joined a job, right? You're at the bottom of the food chain over here. But where are you going from here? Now, your boss might be doing good or better than you. But... If you keep on licking the ass of your boss or your seniors, one thing is for sure you're not going to do better than him or her when you get to his or her age, right? You're always going to be lower in, in a lower food chain. What you can do is maybe look inside. So what I saw him go through was exactly what I saw myself go through when I was like 13 or 14 years old. I told you, right? I looked for bigger guys and praised them and laughed on their jokes so that they protect me, right? So what I'm doing is that I'm looking for a solution externally or basically what I'm doing is looking for someone else who can solve my problem. What I did two years later from that stage was that I started to look internally because ultimately what you're going to find the solution to any of your problem if it is going to be permanent has to come from within you have to be the solution or it is a very temporary solution and you're always going to be dependent on someone else so I'm not saying that uh, don't socialize I'm not saying don't network but if that socializing and networking comes 
with a cost in which you are losing your own growth and what growth are we talking about you're getting some growth and then you're sacrificing some growth so ultimately you're not getting anywhere am i correct so if you want to grow in a permanent manner in which you are having a permanent solution which you're going to have for the rest of your life and you're going to continue on building on it then you have to be the solution and you have to look within you so what i told to that guy is very simple see if someone is valuing you only because you're laughing at their jokes and you're praising them and you're socializing with them doing what they say then that's one way of networking that's one way of being close to people that's one way of being appreciated by people more powerful and having more social status than you the other way would be you build your own status you build your own skills and whatever skill you could build which is rare is going to be in demand and then people are going to come to you i'm not talking about arrogance i'm not talking about ego if i want to talk to someone i'm going to talk to that person i'm going to reach out but i'm not going to do stuff which i don't want to do just for the sake of making more connections or increasing my social status that's not what i'm going to do and a similar manner that person who is just one year into corporate society i would say that okay people don't talk to you if you don't socialize and if you don't want to socialize don't socialize invest that time into building a skill that others don't have and then look at all the people who earlier abandoned you coming to you that is going to happen that's how the world works that's one of the very few truths that i've learned as again saying it's not about ego it's not about grandiosity it's just not doing what you don't want to do as simple as that you like to party go party as much as you want but you should not be going out and drinking if you don't want to just for the sake of socializing man of course that those are the moments where people start selling their individuality don't do that because once you sold yourself what do you have left what do you have remaining within you what i what are you going to do for the rest of your life without you yourself you understand people start to become puppets and machines very soon because of all this because now they're just doing things to impress others instead of thinking about being impressive uh, what do you call it being impressible now being valuable or being impressive sorry about that being impressive yourself right all right wrote 90000 words sometimes still i'm at a loss of words okay so i guess that we have kind of concluded that whole idea so yeah look within look towards skill developing networking is networking is important all the people who are in professional world i always tell them the same thing have a good linkedin profile talk to people like go out on coffees with people socialize that's all good i do all those things as well but don't do anything you don't want to do if someone is forcing you rather look inside of you and invest in building skills become more valuable so that they all who are abandoning and ignoring you right now come towards you and reach out towards you and that's going to happen and if it is not happening you have not done enough spend more time be patient simple as that right all right so we have a guy vivek ramaswamy who is making a lot of buzz for all the good reasons he's very accomplished but the fun fact is Six months ago, nobody knew who he is. But now, people are going to talk about him, including me. 
because that's how internet works. But what I want to talk about is not him being a presidential candidate, not him being so skilled and uh, well accomplished, not him being a fantastic entrepreneur. What we are going to talk about is him being a fantastic speaker because that's what we do. All right. Now, I chose particularly uh, Patrick Bet David's uh, podcast or interview of him. So let's get at it and understand what makes him a fantastic speaker. And the reason this is a segment of art podcast is because I used to be a coach at what we call art of speaking. I still am, uh, but it's mostly a recorded format now. But earlier, we used to do art of speaking in a live fashion. We used to uh, coach and train a lot of people from students to working professionals to get better at uh, speaking skills or communication skills in the language of English. So let's let's pay attention towards his way of speaking. And uh, the way I always do it is uh, break it down into small pieces, understandable ones in the most logical fashion, which makes sense to you, right? And when it makes sense to you, you understand what great he's doing with his tongue that makes you want to listen to him. And you want to replicate that or at least add that in your way of speaking as well, because none of us live without speaking until unless you have a medical condition <laughs> so until unless you have that well you are going to speak and especially in the professional world you are going to use that on a daily basis and that's how we rise in this world as well we communicate that's common in all the human beings even those who do not have their tongue functioning well they also communicate without that you're not going to live in this world for long or you're going to live in the jungles or the himalayas all right okay so without any further ado let's get into it So again, it's very obvious what he's doing over here, maybe not to you, but to me, because I've said this so many times, and this is something that you're going to see in all great speakers, that he's putting a lot of energy in speaking. Now, obviously, I can speak with a very low energy, and I can say exactly the same thing that I want to say, but you would not listen. Like some of you will listen, like 20% of you would listen no matter how I speak, but that does not make me a good speaker. I might have a lot of value and that might increase 20% to 30%, maybe 40%, but 60% of the audience requires you to show some energy. Understand that the speakers always dictate the energy. Speaker is kind of putting energy in the audience. And you know why audience need energy? So that they don't fall asleep. You have to put energy for them to first of all understand that you're serious about whatever you're talking. And second of all, if you do not speak with energy, half of them are going to miss half of what you're trying to say. Because in a real life scenario, as you can see over here also, there's an audience. In a real life scenario, there's going to be people sitting over there and listening physically without a replay or a fast forward or a rewind button, right? So you have to put that much energy continuously that's the job of a speaker i spoke at delhi seminar for four hours i wasn't able to speak four hours after the seminar ended because my throat was blown out that's how much energy i put in every seminar every public speaking event that i do 
you have to do that that's basically what the speaker is getting paid for that's why people are listening to a speaker you have to put energy continuously to a smaller scale you can apply it to your interviews uh, to your interviews because interviewers are your audience at that point or the debates that you maybe participate in any speech you are going to give even in a day-to-day -day basis interaction speak loudly speak with energy in that way you're kind of reducing the communication gap because communication gap is going to be there no matter what there's always an efficiency gap between what is going on in your head and what you are saying because 100% conversion of your thoughts is not possible into your words that's just how things work in a real life scenario nothing is 100% efficient then those words are going to hit into the ears of the person who is listening to you and then that can never be 100% converted into his or her thoughts so there's again an efficiency gap so this is an efficiency gap that we can't do anything about however you can reduce that if you kind of increase the energy the the continuity of your way of speaking using lesser connectors obviously there is something that he is displaying continuously and uh, basically if you want to express an idea or your thought you have to put good amount of energy be it be just for 5 minutes if you're going to speak speak with energy other than that uh, you can see the same things in patrick but david himself if you go to my breakdown of patrick's way of speaking you're going to see me talking about the same thing i've broken down jordan peterson as well i've broken down and not like physically broken down jordan peterson his way of speaking sashi tarur joe rogan andrew tate you're going to see this amongst everybody you're not going to ever see a chilled out speaker who people are listening to that does not happen that might happen if you are like albert einstein or stephen hawkins or like you are so golden people are going to listen to you no matter what and same works with elon musk like at least it worked for elon musk for a long time when he was a terrible speaker now you see he has a stepped up his game at speaking as well because you have to everybody understands that value all right that was a very minor thing that you can see in vivek's way of speaking other than that uh, let's point out the second thing i want to show over here great reset it's a different vision of how we're all supposed to live you see how he uses pause so beautifully he's just comfortable with silence so many people are terrified of silence they cannot say quiet for a second because they think that if i speak continuously i'm speaking very well but silence is such an important tool number 1 it gives you a gap in which you can think number 2 it gives the audience a gap where they can grasp and understand what you just said and number 3 you are not filling it up with a connector the worst thing that you can do is say something and be uncomfortable about the gap and put a uh because that's number one annoying right continuously if a person is saying connector okay uh mm, this this is not a good way of speaking it shows that you are an immature speaker and also it shows that you are underconfident a confident person is okay with the gaps in the pauses fine 
but an underconfident person is continuously going to put all those connectors in between the gaps and you see this in the metropolitan cities a lot where people have just somehow decided that the common day-to-day -day language is english and that's weird right like if you go in delhi it's weird that you go to mall and the shopkeeper is talking to you in english but that happens the worst thing is that if you don't talk in english they kind of undermine you and and they think that um i mean there's a superiority complex in india that has always been there right a person who can speak fantastic english is always respected more for reasons i'm not ready to discuss over here but you're going to see this in delhi and mumbai all the time but they are all going to speak in english but they are all also going to speak in you know uh, mm, you know i understand okay and they're going to continuously use connectors and that's not a mature way of speaking any good speaker you're ever going to listen to are going to use the connectors as less as possible like especially at least in the impromptu situations unscripted talks connectors are impossible to be eliminated 100% of time and i can say this that is, is impossible because i've literally broken down the best best speakers on this planet like starting from barack obama to sashi tharoor uh to you can like understand what i'm talking about and they are all sometimes or the other going to use connectors if if they are in an impromptu unscripted unrehearsed kind of speaking but you have to minimize it as much as possible and that's what vivek is doing a tremendously good job and i've not listened to it too much but so far zero connectors so let's listen to him more what we have learned so far is that have good energy number two don't be afraid of gaps gaps are a very essential tool for a good speaker and let's look at what else can we learn says that we have to dissolve the boundaries between the public sector and the private sector between governments and companies between nations to be able to now work towards what they call the global common good god damn man look at how he is using pauses i cannot get over it and there's another thing that he did that i'm going to soon discuss in the private sector between governments and companies between nations to be able to now work towards what they call the global common good you see how he's using pauses now these pauses are different from those pauses that you use because you just don't know what to say next right these pauses are planned pauses these pauses are at the end of the sentences if you pay attention towards all of these pauses these are not pauses when you're actually thinking what you're going to say next or you're in loss for words these are planned pauses and that's important because in a real life situation when you're speaking on the top of your lungs what happens is that you are exhausted and you don't get that much time to have complete breathing and these gaps are very important for you to beat that physical aspect of speaking speaking itself is a very energy involving process if you do not know that and uh, that is why people who are preparing for professional interviews like for example long length interviews like bark interview isro interview these interviews you have to be ready for that stamina part of speaking speaking does involve a good amount of stamina and that is why to my students i always say that you should be speaking for 20 minutes at least every day 
and most of them when they start working towards speaking for 20 minutes they're exhausted in five minutes it's difficult obviously it is difficult and if you will be good enough to speak for 20 minutes in your room when you're alone then you will be able to speak on stage for five minutes that's it same works with boxing man uh, you can hit the back for 30 minutes in a real life fight in a in a real fight in a ring in a tournament if that's 20 minutes in the back then that's five minutes in the ring simple so uh, if you want to enhance your stamina and speaking start doing it from today itself because that's a very important aspect now he's taking it to the next level he just left the stool over there and stood up and i'm eager to see what he's going to do next i'm against this i am a citizen not of some global citizen i am a citizen of this nation the united states of america i'm proud of that that is true now why did he stood up you have to think about it right because he's he's smart right he's not playing it emotionally over here understand um what i once heard in peaky blinders but this is like a very old saying uh, that conviction induces emotion uh, which is an enemy of auditory so any good speaker is not emotional although in a very rare situation you would see hitler being excessively emotional right and i have no doubt that he was not playing it he's like really emotional he's not like i secretly love jews but i'm just going to say that jews are the enemy so that i can control a country i don't think that's the case so sometimes emotion would be something behind which everybody would be riding like an emotional speaker can actually rile up a crowd but most of the times if you're too emotional it is very difficult to have a structure to have a plan to have all the points covered so i do not think that a politician like him would be going emotional so when he's speaking over here he's continuously thinking and at that point he thought that i'm going to get up but why is that because obviously when you stood up you can now use the stage better and in that a speaker who is stuck in a particular place as a stone compared to a speaker who is covering the entire stage which one do you think seems more confident obviously right a speaker who is not afraid to just roam around and talk to the audience a speaker who is not afraid of just walking wherever he or she wants to and you would say what does that make how does that make a difference who would you rather listen to a more confident person or a less confident person who do you think is having more conviction who and and a person who is more confident is obviously something someone i should listen to because he's this confident for a reason maybe he has his ideas sorted out maybe he is more knowledgeable maybe he is more experienced and this happens all the time even at the lower level at the interviews if you look more confident doesn't matter if you are or you're not doesn't matter if you're more experienced or you're not the interviewers are going to see that as you are more skilled and that's not true but it's going to happen all the time why because we are all humans we all judge the book by its cover <coughs> happens all the time all right so he stood up and on top of that look at his hand gestures right an underconfident person is going to not use the hands as much and some people even ask me sometimes that how to improve hand gestures you don't work upon that 
Do you think that he ever took classes on improving hand gestures? I bet he did not. Because hand gestures <laughs> comes naturally, right? I, I'm not right now thinking that I should move my hands right this, like this. If you are comfortable, if you're confident, hand gestures are going to come automatically. It's a very important tool. Extremely important. Because a high percentage, I'm not going to pick up number like 30%, a high percentage of speaking is visual. That is why you do not get that much emotions if you're just listening to this podcast in in an audio fashion. If you just listen to him versus you look at him speaking, there's a whole different story going on because a high percentage of speaking uh, is uh, or listening is visual. So he's using all his tools. Like if I'm given an option to influence a crowd, would I be doing it sitting down or standing up? 100% of the time, I'll take a chance to stand up if I can. Because there, I'm using my hands better. I'm not limited. But also, I'm using my entire body. I'm taking myself closer to the audience. Right? So that's, I think, what he's doing. And you think about it yourself with a logical fashion. And uh, let's move forward. It had to be a small group of elites in the back of see this is what i want to show over here that vivek over here is not having a very masculine strong voice right if you just talk about voice it's not a very deep voice i just played that clip so that you can compare his voice with patrick's voice and what you're going to see is that patrick's voice is very deep very masculine a loud voice right so what I'm saying is that you don't really need a perfect voice as well. You don't need a perfect gift because that's a person's physical attribute, right? You can't really control that. Obviously, there's some ways you can enhance that. But you don't need that if you're putting in the energy, if you're having the fluency that he has, if you're using the pause. It all comes with practice. How do we, how do you improve fluency? How do we eliminate con connectors? We do that by rehearsing again and again and again on a daily basis. I tell my students to just do the recording thing and the speaking in front of mirror thing for 20 minutes. And most people are not even able to do that. And I did that for at least an hour for six years to reach to a point of making YouTube videos that you see in 2018. So it requires a lot of effort lot of consistency something that we talked about in the earlier stages of this podcast it requires a lot of unappreciated effort but look what you can uh, you can accomplish if you do that for years and years and you do that without looking for any reward persistence patience very important isn't it now i've made a few videos on improving your communication skills i'll be linking them down in the description box just in case you're listen to me for the first time talking about enhancing your communication skills and apart from that i run a course called art of speaking which is a complete one month course which is covering everything so i'll link that in the description box as well and i guess this is uh, all that i want to discuss in today's podcast thank you for listening and my book is out now it's available on amazon and flipkart you can just go ahead and order it to few platforms uh, it might take few days to, to be over there but it will be available in all the countries and all the platforms both ebook and paperback 
that is for sure so that's about it thank you guys for the support i'll see all of you in the next one till then bye